Hello, thanks for tuning in to Learn, Grow, Succeed, the leadership podcast with me, Tom Hallett. This podcast is all about providing you with insights and tips to help you on your journey towards exceptional leadership. Hello and welcome back to the Learn, Grow, Succeed podcast with me, Tom, and my learned friend over there. Hi, it's Alex. He's mastered the introduction now. So thanks for uh, joining us again. And this uh, week's podcast is all about imposter imposter syndrome. Easy for someone to say, but not me. Um, And then specifically about some tips on how to help people deal with imposter syndrome, because it's an incredibly uh, common phenomenon or, or feeling that people experience. Um, across their lives not just in their professional lives but um, it creeps into personal as well so um, I guess before we get into the main blog we probably should just do a brief touch on what on earth imposter syndrome is though so um, Alex do you want to give us a little top line overview yeah of course I mean I don't want to do this a disservice um, but I will say that um, you know important thing to note here is that this is Imposter syndrome is the feelings of, I've been incredibly lucky to get to where I am now. If you think of all the achievements in your life and all the things that you succeeded in and everything that you would class as a positive thing, um, it's it's that feeling of, well, actually, am I worthy of any of this? Is Could all of this have just been luck? Could all of this be down to so many other factors? How, um, How much have I actually done to achieve this? Am I an imposter? Am I fooling loads of other people into thinking that I'm actually much better than I am when in reality I've just kind of snuck through some doors and, and no one's quite realized yet? Um, so it's that feeling of, yeah, not being worthy, being an imposter, being someone that's constantly day in, day out, tricking the world around them into thinking that, you know, everything that they've achieved is 100% down to them when actually it isn't. Um, so, yeah, today we'll be going into obviously you know, how to identify that within yourself, but then also how to, how to help with those feelings because they can be incredibly intense um, and just they can really leave you feeling super demotivated and just incredibly bogged down. So it's, it's, it's good to acknowledge them. And then uh, we're going to show you ways in which we can help relieve those feelings and begin on the road to, uh, to self-appreciation. So let's get into it, delving more into tips for dealing with imposter syndrome. Um, Imposter syndrome being when you feel like your ability and your skills don't quite equal where you are in life. So the first uh, top tip for dealing with imposter syndrome um, is, is to understand better. So it's to ask yourself those you know, so those questions as to, to why you feel like an imposter and why you don't believe you deserve to be where you are and um, being very honest and pragmatic with yourself about the answers and working through it. Because I think um, most of the time, um, probably almost every single time, you'll realise that actually an awful lot of hard work and effort um, and skills and knowledge and everything else actually what did go into a scenario to to get you where you are um what what, what's your take on that Al 
Yeah, I think the key word you said there is honesty, because I think if you're honest with yourself now, whilst, you know, it might feel incredibly uncomfortable, it will affect, well, effectively, it's going to be incredibly beneficial to, to what you do next and how you overcome this. Um, so we've mentioned in the intro, there's some important questions to ask. I mean, they're quite big ones, some of them, such as like, do I deserve to be where I am now? Uh, are my achievements in life a result of my abilities or are they just complete luck? Or am I deserving of any praise that I'm awarded? Or am I just fooling people into thinking I'm better than I am? Have you ever had that feeling where someone praises you and you think, actually, do I deserve that? Um, <laughs> I can't think of any off the top of my head. But, okay. But I don't, I don't particularly like getting public praise, mm. um, which I guess is kind of a, down a similar track of, I don't like it to be singled out. Um, I'd rather the collective be recognised for achievements rather than me individually. Noted. I'll praise you in confidence. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I know for some people that when they get praised, they, they quite happily deflect because, you know, maybe they feel like they're not worthy. Maybe it is because they don't like public praise. But a lot of the time, if, if you're being praised, someone might go, well, actually, do you know what? There, there was a lot of things that went into this. It's not just me. Um, but there's an important distinction, I think, to make when it comes to that, because you can be humble, which kind of sounds like, well, you know, yeah, I have worked incredibly hard, but there's other people that have helped. And without them, it would have been a lot more difficult. That's humble. But there's also doing yourself a disservice, which is just, Oh, well, you know, I'm incredibly lucky to be where I am at the moment. And a lot of it's just about being in the right place at the right time. That's, that's not acknowledging any of your input. You know, humble is maybe saying that there's a lot of other factors, but doing yourself a disservice is removing yourself from any need to be praised and just pointing at so many other things to say, well, actually, do you know what? It's all that. I just happen to be here. Um, yeah, so, yeah. Classic, um, like a player of the match thing where you know, at the end of a football match or a rugby match, or whatever other match, the, the, the player of the match will always say, oh, well, you know, thanks for the award, but, uh, you know, it was all about the team effort today. And and they're right. You know, it was about the team effort. They wouldn't have got it if it wasn't for the team. Um, but it's about accepting that, that you also did an exceptional job and a unique role within that team as well, right? Yeah, you are part of that team. You know, and if, if people start to go, well, you know, circumstances meant that, well, I couldn't really fail or, you know, oh, I'm just incredibly lucky or, well, actually, I didn't really do a lot. Then that that could be a sign that, you know, that potentially you're, you're suffering from imposter syndrome. Definitely. And if luck comes into any of your analysis or your your understanding of your scenario, then I'd always pull you back to that famous Gary Player quote of uh, the harder I work, the luckier I get um because personally i don't believe in pure luck you you make luck uh, you put yourselves in positions where luck falls upon you um it's not purely coincidental well and i could i could meet your gary player quote with a with a football quote well actually it's not a quote it's just a, a typical thing they say to maybe a striker that's not scoring goals is if you continue to get in the positions eventually one will just hit you and go in and that that you know yeah you've still got to put yourself in the situation to be lucky yeah, we definitely alienate anyone that's not into sports on this podcast. Um, can we can we turn that analogy into something a bit different? A gardening analogy. You have to you have to plant a flower in order for it to grow, but you still have to be in the position to plant the seed in order for the flower to grow. Well, no, you know, professional situation. If you've uh, been promoted into a role and you maybe don't have that imposter syndrome feeling that you you've 
maybe got into a more senior role than you expected or you found yourself managing people and you're not quite sure how well you put yourself in that position where others recognized your efforts whether you um saw it or not or did, it, did it deliberately you've put yourselves in the positions where others feel like you deserve that place um, so you must have done something right it's not again it's not by accident you're not just making up numbers mm, absolutely okay next one um is looking around you and a fascinating fact here you, that you chucked into the blog is around how 70 percent of people experience imposter syndrome in, in some way and i guess hence the reason for writing the blog um but i guess what that also means is pretty much everyone you speak to will recognize these feelings if you just share it with them and, and explore it further yeah absolutely i think you know this is uh as of anything, you know, you don't want to suffer in silence. And, you know, I think one of the worst, one of the most demoralizing things, I think, when you feel like you're struggling and maybe you're falling adrift from everyone else because they're a lot more talented, they're a lot more skillful, they deserve everything they get, and eventually you're going to get found out. You know, it, it, it's a horrible feeling to think that you're the only one suffering and you're the only one that feels that way. But as you just said, you know, research suggests that 70% of people at some point in their life will have felt this way. So, by sharing and by talking to people, I mean, the chances are that they'll know this, this feeling of inferiority and, and they, they will be able to suggest things to support you. And I mean, it might even be that they're still suffering from them. There's people out there that you would probably never think would be feeling this way because they're so brilliant, Yeah. but they just don't see it. So, and I, I think the other thing is as well, is that there's a lot of well-documented people, uh, cases of this in, in well-known people. You know, I've listed here, David Bowie, Tom Hanks, Lady Gaga, all been very open about their battles of imposter syndrome. And, you know, you might look at these three well-known people and think but they're, they're incredible. They're amazingly talented and things yeah. like that. But it just goes to show that you could be so um, clearly skillful, talented, whatever, but unless you acknowledge it in yourself or you see it in yourself, then it's very likely that you could be feeling this way. Yeah. Really, really good point. Really good point. Anyone, whether you like her music or not, or, or her films, or whatever, you look at Lady Gaga and you think she's a very talented lady. So to not recognise it, it's a great example. Um, oh, exactly. You know, David Bowie, an absolute icon. Yeah. Yeah. A, a musical pioneer. And, you know, again, just to think about if you were that person, I'd be absolutely in awe of myself. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, when it is yourself and you're not seeing it from the outside, it can be incredibly difficult. Yeah. And I think if you look at it in a professional context as well, some of the most um, enlightening conversations I've had with, with very senior people in organisations around the imposter syndrome is actually it's often very, very senior people who have these feelings. Uh, I can think of one managing director of a hugely successful company who, who said to me you know, privately how he felt like he had... He, he didn't deserve like he'd by accident fallen into this managing director position um yeah as someone that, that worked with him i was like well how you you know you're you know, inspirational in elements of what you do i think you deserve it completely um and by opening up to me i, I think that helped him and then actually he showed great vulnerable leadership because he opened up with that um to his broader team and i know uh, that that would have left the mark so um Going back to previous blogs on vulnerable leadership, you know, if you just open up about these things, whether it is to your team, your friends, or you know, go to your boss and say, I've got this feeling of imposter syndrome, 
you'd like to think your boss would know why you're in your role <laughs> um, and oh. they can tell you and make you uh, and have that more pragmatic view of it because they will have pragmatic reasons for why you are where you are um, it's again very rare that it'll be because they've done you a favor well exactly and you know in this scenario it's not like you're going fishing for compliments you very much need that reassurance if you're in the position you're in now or you feel as though this is everything that you're you're getting from life is just not the sum of what you are or what you're doing then you you're in need of that reassurance so i, I don't think you should ever feel bad about talking about this and, and looking for evidence in essence yeah definitely um we'll come back to evidence as well uh, uh, later on but next we will we're indeed at, yeah we're going to look at um i like the title of this one you can't win in a lose lose um could be a little bit cryptic though so so do do explain yeah i mean it's uh it almost sounds like a life philosophy uh, <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah uh, again it's about satisfaction self-satisfaction you know if if in life you very rarely allow yourself to celebrate success or you very rarely um, accredit any of your um, input and, and you just always blame it on other factors, then, then when are you really ever going to win? You know, it, it's like whenever something good happens, I, I didn't do anything. I didn't play a major part. I got incredibly lucky. But then also to flip it, whenever anything bad happens, then... I have to take the entire burden of the responsibility, which is a lot of the time what, what it feels like. You know, if you're not good, if you feel like you're not good enough, then you'll very quickly take the blame or, or take your more than your share um, for any negative situations, but then won't give yourself any credit for good situations, which is a, is a lose-lose. Um, but, you know, in reality, there's no way that this can be true. You know, it, it could be caused by trying to be a perfectionist, always setting a standard for yourself that's just impossible um you know because when you try and hit perfect anything underneath is just completely underwhelming yeah but 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 all in all it's you know realistically that can't be the case you know you have to be just as responsible for good as you are for anything maybe not as ideal yeah and i think i think this whole podcast if we reflected back on it over the years now there's a few pillar lessons in here that we keep coming back to and one of those is about celebrating your successes and how how will you ever um learn and progress properly if you don't reflect on the things you've done well um as well as you know developmental areas you have to pat yourself on the back when you've done a good job uh, whether that's to help your motivation or in this case to make you realize that you do deserve to be where you are so um, coming back to the previous point around around evidence, so these are all building on each other. They, you know, they're all kind of merging, will merge together here. Because if you're going to look around you, look for and look at what you've done to get where you are, then you're going to start to uncover hard facts, evidence um, as to why you have got to where you are. Um, so this one is, yeah, be that detective, and and again, pr being pragmatic, I think is critical here to to saying what have I achieved and, and how? Yeah. And I mean, do you know what? I know, I know very little about law practices and things like that. I know that judges wear funky wigs. Um, they have a hammer. I know that's a thing. In our country and in certain courts, but yeah, go on. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. It just further proof that it's not an area of my expertise, but you know, I do know that there's 
if you have rock solid evidence, it only ever helps your case. And like we've said, it could be from other people. It could be um, reports and stuff that are historic that statistically show how well you've worked. You know, it could be all of this stuff could be retrospective. You could be going back, looking at major minor successes, actually analyzing your participation in all of them and not being harsh on yourself. But then also as well, you could set yourself up to continue to monitor um, all of the work that you do and, and gather evidence going forward to, to help scave off this feeling. Um, because ultimately the evidence is out there. All of what you're doing is, is documented and, and you know, there's people that see it. There's, there's documents that show it. So go and gather it, take a look at it and, and actually show yourself, well, here I am. This is what I'm doing. And this is probably what I'm not giving myself any credit for. Yeah, and again, to hark back onto previous podcasts and, and topics, you know, we talk about the importance of setting goals and those need to be smart goals. So they're measurable. Well, if you've set yourself good goals and you can measure your, your success, well, there's hard evidence that you deserve whatever it is that you are achieving um, in life. So it's another reason, not only to a smart goal motivate you, I'm sure others, uh, your, your, um, expertise in what you do but actually see that evidence yourself don't just externalize it bring it into your head and make yourself realize that that you've either directly or even sort of indirectly impacted that that progress that you and your team and those around you have made yeah and again to go back to <laughs> my very very loose <laughs> law <laughs> um you know the, the more you're seeing the evidence in favor for you being far from an imposter and being worthy you know the harder it becomes to argue against it and you know the 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 contrary the everything that you're feeling that probably has no evidence it's just feelings you know the the, the less that becomes um you know palatable the less it becomes seemingly factual it just becomes these thoughts that are slightly illogical mm -hmm. Okay, so the, and the last one, and again, I think these are all kind of building on each other, emerging slightly, but it's about silencing that that inner doubter in your brain, that little devil on your shoulder that's giving you this imposter syndrome feeling. Just have a word with them. Tell the devil to get lost. <laughs> no, is that not what you're going for, Alex? All right, Danny Dyer. I... <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, in essence, I mean, I suppose you're right. It's, it's, you know, channeling this feeling is overwhelmingly where well, it feels overwhelmingly negative, you know, but can we turn any of these kind of deflating thoughts into something positive? What can we get from this? Um, you know, you're not a fraud and yeah. you've gathered the evidence now that hopefully will help you see that more and more that you are worthy and, and, you know, everything that you've achieved up to this day, you've had a big part in that, but, also as well, what would someone that's not feeling worthy, you know, they wouldn't take on anything new. They'd feel like they're going to fail. So what would be a good thing to do? Well, prove to yourself even more. Go and get that evidence in real time. Let's embrace some new challenges and let's show that you're good enough to rise to whatever is to come rather than staying away because, you know, oh, I don't want anyone to find out that I'm actually not as good as I am. Let's go out there and, and, and take on something brand new and, and grasp and jump at opportunities to learn new skills and, and prove to yourself that you are capable. Yeah, and, and I'm, maybe I'm a bit blasé in, in telling the devil <laughs> to go away. 
But what I mean is this is a culmination of everything we've talked about. So you understand where your feelings of imposter syndrome come from. You've looked around you and realized that you can share this problem. And actually there are a lot of people in the same situation as you to help you understand it further. Um, you've celebrated successes. So you understand what you've done to achieve success and you've got the evidence to prove it. Well, when that devil's telling you that you don't deserve to be there, say I do and I've got the evidence to prove it. And um, then there's different ways you can hit this home. You know, do you, you know, some people might have a mantra which says, you know, I am worthy of this. And you say it to yourself in the mirror all the way through to just saying that thought's not helpful. And like you say, set yourself the next challenge and keep going and keep proving that inner doubt are wrong because you've got it in you. That's how you got to where you are. Yeah. And I mean, as we know, we've spoken about discomfort a lot of times. It might feel incredibly scary, incredibly uncomfortable. Um, but one thing I like to do is I think once you accept a challenge and then you've concluded, you've reached the end, you've gone through that entire process and you look back. One of the things I like to look back on is the moment you accepted it. Because the moment you accepted it was that moment where you were kind of umming and ahhing about, oh, well, you know, what if I fail? What if this doesn't go well? And now you've done the whole journey. You're, you're at the end, you're maybe looking for something new, a new challenge, or, or you're looking as to where to go next. You can look back and go, well, if I did that, I can do this. And, you know, if, I, if I'd have said no in that moment, I wouldn't be at the stage where I am now. So I always think that's a really motivating thing to do as well. Look back at the start, look back at all the thoughts you were having and how you overcame them and then everything that came as a result. Definitely. Absolutely, 100%. Fantastic. Well, I really enjoyed exploring that a bit further, Alex. Um, really good topic, which I can say I'm sure a lot of people will resonate with, but we've got the facts to show that, that, that will. So um, if you're listening, I hope that's helped. And, and if you are, have got some or a lot of these feelings of imposter syndrome, you'll go away and over the next days or weeks, take some time to, to understand it better and um, find all that evidence to prove that you do deserve to be where, where you are in life. So thanks for listening and um, do head over to our website if you want more resources on anything to do with Learn, Grow, Succeed podcast um, and speak to you next time. Cheers. Bye bye.